0: Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Hi, Ivan. Hello, hello. Project Sapient, guys.
1: Welcome back.
0: Welcome back. We want to thank everybody. Yeah. Thousands of listeners. Everybody's subscribing to our YouTube channel. Check us out, Project Sapient. Um, We want to thank our supporters, HavocJournal.com, JimJunkies.com, VectorShields.com, WellnessForWarriors.live. We love those ladies. LiveBoston617.org, and we have a new one. Eagle Eye Firearms Mass. Badass. Yes, our friend Otis just opened up his store there. Firearms MA.com. You can follow them on Facebook. Otis is one of those guys. He's been a weapon expert for like the last 20 years. So and if anybody needs anything in Massachusetts, especially, give him a call. Yeah. So, Iman, how are you, my friend?
1: What's up, buddy?
0: What's going on?
1: Well, you know, the, the usual stuff, um, the darkness and, and uh, what else? I don't know.
0: Darkness <laughs> and fucking death. I'm and done.
1: That's it. I'm, uh, okay. Good show, guys. I'm- Good show. <laughs>
0: See you later. We're all done. Yeah, we're all done. Hey, we want to, uh, again, thank everybody. The thousands of listeners that we're getting is oh just God. unbelievable from it all is- over the world.
1: I I'm still dumbfounded that France, France. is like up there.
0: <laughs> One more thing, we're going to be doing a swag thing. I've had like five people in the last week ask me oh, if we're yeah. going to be selling swag. Yeah. So we got to figure that out. Yeah. We'll yeah. get it out there. we obviously don't want to make money from this shit. Yeah, so no. we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah. We'll find
1: a, uh, a a what do you call it a, uh, a vendor a vendor or a, uh, a charity to give to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll figure, all we'll figure out. we'll figure
0: all that out. Yeah. As long as it doesn't make us go broke.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let's front
0: load. We've been front loading everything else. So we're doing this out of the kindness of our hearts, right? Yes. uh, Wellness for Warriors, uh, they've been getting people that have been calling them that know us, that don't know us, that have heard us from the show. So if you guys, by all means, if, if you need any kind of help from nutrition to sleep to even just talking to somebody and getting peer support, like call them up. Yeah. Um, so, phone call, away, phone call away, literally, and they're life changing. Yeah. Do it from their hearts. So, yep. we have an awesome article that I'm in posted April 1st. Um, it's caused a little bit of a stir.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, yeah. there it is. Tell me
1: about it, brother. All right. So, cops. Uh, so, it's titled Cops Filled the Breach Left by Our Bad Policies. Up. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Oh, no, thing, that's not No, it. no, stop it. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, by our bad policy. So, um with all the bad press how police are getting treated and it is very reminiscent to a time not too long ago that the same exact well shouldn't say same exact it was different era but a similar type of thing was going on yeah. and i think you posted uh, well i posted two pictures yeah to depict these types of things so why don't we uh put the two pictures up that one? Yes. So, two pictures. Two different uh, time periods in America. Uh, one, the top one, Vietnam War. 60s, right. 60s, 60s, 70s? 70s, yeah. Vietnam War, right? Bottom picture, today, with law enforcement. 60s was this anti-military sentiment. Military, you're all assholes. Yeah. You kill babies, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Police. You're assholes, you kill babies, you kill bl- only black men, blah, 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 blah.
0: So it's it's basically it's the same eerily, narrative.
1: Eerily similar.
0: But with just different things plugged in.
1: Yeah. Right? All they did, well, it seems like all they did is take the stuff for, from Vietnam and then replace it with police. It's like a template. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a fucking template. Exactly. So brilliant marketing. So, well, here's here's the marketing expert over here. Was that brilliant marketing? I uh, I love it. I'm gonna use this. Yeah, yeah. So, so I start to again. We, we we already discussed about the two uh, pictures, and and my God, how much it resembles, you know, what's going on today with law enforcement. I yeah. Mean, I mean, how like back then, right? Vietnam veterans. Uh, my father-in-law, he's a Vietnam veteran. Never said to anybody that he's a veteran because of the... He didn't want the backlash. He didn't want the backlash. Okay. Did not go to the VA because how veterans were being treated back in that time era.
0: He wouldn't go get treatment for himself? No.
1: Uh, He finally is getting some treatment after lots of talks with him from me. Um, He's finally going to address a lot of his issues that happened to him in Vietnam now. Wow. Yeah. That's how bad... They were treated. <laughs> That's fucking sad, man. Yeah, and and it's not like they had a choice, right? You know, it uh, the, the draft was still going on. Policymakers uh, above their pay grade said, "You're gonna go fight over there, right?" And as soldiers, what we do, yep. All right, Roger. Followed that. orders, yeah. Right. Roger that. Gonna go fight. And it, it was like me going to to Iraq, right? Whether you thought about whatever you thought about the war, whatever. To me, yep. Country called. I got to go. I'm going. But I'm not going because of the policies of the country. I'm going for my guys. Exactly. I'm not going for them. Uh, you know, the the most realest statement I've ever heard, uh, it, it was in Black Hawk Down and other movies that said, and, and it is very real that when bullets start flying by your head, whatever bullshit you, you felt is out the window. Out the window. You know, it doesn't matter at that point. So... The reason why I, I wrote this article um, during an episode of the Weekly Havoc, uh, yep. you know, I'm a writer for the Havoc Journal. They invited me on. Um, to, great uh, great talk. show, by the way. Yeah. I mean, they, I think they're at uh, four or five episodes now and all awesome, Yeah, awesome stuff. Kind of like us. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, <laughs> they, they got to learn it from someone, right? <laughs> Just kidding, friends. No, guys, thank Havoc. you at Havoc. Thank um, you very much. So the host uh, Chris Taylor nice nice guy uh, solid solid guy made a statement that got me thinking at the time he said and I'm summarizing his his quote he said police officers are being treated how veteran uh, Vietnam veterans were treated during and after the Vietnam war Yep So to our listeners think about it for a second Both are victims of a failure in policy Yeah That's it It's the a complete difference, failure in policy The difference is they uh, they wear uniforms? They're out in public, as, as as in police. Right. Instead, most politicians pick and choose when they want to engage with the public. Yep. That that's all it is. Like you know, marketing expert, when when do they want to do it? What do you mean? When shit goes bad. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the
0: easiest way to, to hook somebody.
1: Oh yeah, you know it's, it's a you, hook. You, that's you, all you, it is. You see it. Yeah. Everybody, you know what it reminds me of. Which we've talked about before, you know what? With house fires, yeah, all those fucking vultures that arrive, yeah. out of nowhere. The jackals,
0: man, yeah. they fucking they surround the, the they family. surround the area.
1: Yeah, they surround the family. They surround the area. They try to get the families to sign on the dotted line without even knowing the family has no idea what they're signing. Right. And we, as as police and firefighters, we're like, "Dude, get the fuck out of here!"
0: But th- it's the same thing here, right? Yeah. Like they, they see something going on, they they vo- they circle around. the oh, vultures yeah. come out. The ja- from every angle. Oh, every angle, right? And then they're like, "All right, how do we how do we manipulate this?" Oh, It's yeah. it's like that saying: never never let a good a uh, 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 good what's the you know what I'm trying to say? I have no
1: <laughs> never idea. Never
0: let like a good controversy oh, go to waste yeah, or something. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. So so let's let's fast forward a little. When I first came home from Iraq. Um, I landed in the U.S. Um, for my two-week leave uh, for more back in 05. You, they give you two weeks off. Yeah. Um, yay. yay. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I remember standing at the uh, airport. Uh, this is here at home. But, yeah. And, sorry. Uh, no, sorry. And and I was in my desert uniform, you know, the, 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 called DCUs, uh, Desert Camouflage Uniform. And this woman, older, smug, Looked at me. I could picture her. Scoffed. Does she have like a Karen fucking haircut. Oh, too? absolutely. <laughs> she she said, baby killer.
0: You're a baby killer.
1: Yeah. She said, I'm a baby killer. And this is this is like, you know, Iraq, you know, 05 while I was there. So it wasn't like during the 60s or 70s during the Vietnam
0: War. What does that show you though? Oh,
1: but, it hasn't changed.
0: It hasn't changed. That's how she grew up. Yeah it just shows you we got to be good parents to our kids man
1: well well first yes. first i mean clearly her dad never hugged her as, yeah as exactly <laughs> And secondly, I already assumed she's from the Republic over the bridge. Yes. You know what The it People's is. Republic. The People's Republic. You yes. You know what it is. Fellow mass, you guys know. You, you know exactly what we're talking about. You guys, exactly know, what you you guys about. know what we're talking about. And, and post on the comments, actually. If you know <laughs> yeah. when we post this, if you know exactly what we're talking about, post in the comments where you think that that's. That I'm sure everybody's going to get oh, it yeah. right. Oh, yeah. That will be awesome. I was going to say,
0: let's <laughs> offer a t-shirt to the first person, but everybody's going to fucking do it. I know. It. <laughs> I know.
1: We're going to have like 400 comments of everybody saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, we're out we're out <laughs> but anyway so, uh, back the, <laughs> so back to the so back to the back to the article um so for the most part though uh, Global war on terrorism veterans are truly loved and hailed as heroes yeah. it, for the most part you know I remember landing in uh, in Atlanta that's kind of one of the hubs for uh, soldiers coming tonight. back coming back. And we had a standing ovation. People were like thanking us, shaking right. our hands. I mean, it was so different. Awesome. It was so different. It felt, it felt great, you know? And, um, and it, 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 it's like the Vietnam veterans didn't get any of that. Yeah. Right? They didn't come home to fanfare. They came, when they came home in uniform, they were ridiculed. They were spit at. They were chased. Why the difference, though, between then and now? Education. People realizing back then and now, well, leading up, that it wasn't the soldiers that went over there willingly. Right. It was bad policy that was set in place as a result of politicians.
0: So people were looking into things more this time? Yeah. Again, it goes back to reducing friction, right? Like, as much as the media tries to reduce friction and generalize things. I say it all the time, a Pepsi yeah. commercial, yeah. right? They try and limit everything to a 30-second sound bit yeah. just to induce
1: and invoke yeah. and, and emotion. And the the, the the media jumped on that train of support the troops, support the troops. That's all you see.
0: And, well, we also live in the age, you say education, but we yeah. live in the age of knowledge where you could pick up your phone, do some research, and see what the hell's really going on. Back, oh, yeah. back then, there wasn't no, any that. that. wasn't
1: any of that. You, had, you, you just, believed what you were told. Exactly. Exactly. So, so uh, you know now you, you have the media, certain politicians and groups, paint a broad picture, um, at at the time of of the media, you know, of the Vietnam War, just like a broad picture that has been painted on law enforcement. Yep. Same exact, like you said, they all they did was take a template from Vietnam and just were like, oh, plugged. let's use it here, plugged it in, and plugged it right in. Um, and and so <laughs> there's a saying if if you tell a lie long enough, it becomes truth. How, I mean, how real is that?
0: Yeah, you start believing it yourself first well, of
1: all. Again, it's, it's that confirmation bias that we we've talked about before. Exactly, is that if you think that uh, all cops are assholes, everything you're going to read and want to read is to confirm your own bias. It's
0: well, it's a step further than the confirmation bias, right? There's the algorithms on social media well,
1: that too. They see they see what you're you're what you're clicking,
0: what you're clicking yeah. and they're going to base everything just to get you to keep more engagement. By the
1: way. Uh, just speaking of social media the way they are, there's a setting in, in, in Facebook or somewhere in there where, depending on what you read, whatever, whatever, apparently, I'm an ultra conservative because I'm a cop and a veteran.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I tell you a quick story about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So back in the early days of Facebook marketing, mm-hmm. right, I it was baptism by fire for me, and I did very well with it. Uh, one day, like a year into it, it was doing fucking extremely well, spending a ton of money on it. It was doing well, and one day, all the ads, the ad sets that I have, there were specific targets and this and that. I mean, it's marketing, so I have no problem admitting to it. Everything just shut down. Mm. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Now I'm thinking, okay, my business is going to go out the window, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm I'm screwed. I'm spending all this money. Mm -hmm. No ads are reaching where I want them to reach. Um, So I ended up doing a lot of research and, you know, forums and all that stuff. And what had happened, long story short, what had happened was the Facebook algorithm – Started almost becoming alive, mm. okay, and it was one of those moments, like five six years ago, where all the all the geeks, people like me too, were like, "Holy shit, is this the Skynet moment?"
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> like, I mean right? that, that's the thing, yeah.
0: But what it had done was it started grouping, and you could look this up, just Google this. Oh yeah, yeah. It started grouping anything to do with law enforcement into the Nazi Party, no, shit. on its own, yeah. On its own, it started making correlations between how people were commenting on, you know, a police one article or whatever. I'm not singling them out, but you know what I mean? Like you and I would go comment on it. Yeah. Um, And it would start the algorithm, start putting it all together. And and it made anything to do with law enforcement into the Nazi party. Wow. And so there's a million dollar advertisers on Facebook. Yeah. For law enforcement, they they were in an uproar. Nothing like small little me. Yeah, they were in an uproar, and they ended up. Facebook ended up fixing it like four days later. Like yeah. all these brilliant engineers and stuff like yeah. that it took them four days. Yeah, but the point is, social media still uses these algorithms. Yeah, yeah, and will still base your entire life from your Google histories to your Facebooks to your Instagrams to your Oculus to your whatever you name it.
1: Yeah, everything is that that.
0: Yeah. And it's going to guide you. Yeah. What, what I have seen, not to get into a crazy tangent, yeah, yeah, but yeah. what I have seen is starting to use other platforms for like Google searches. They're not Google searches, like DuckDuckGo. Do you yeah, ever yeah, hear yeah. DuckDuckGo? Yeah. 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 I've been using DuckDuck for probably three months now, and I'm starting to see a big difference in my advertising.
1: Mm.
0: Big difference in the advertising, what I'm getting personally.
1: Yeah. yeah. You
0: know, so I can now research all this stuff. And not be afraid of getting bombarded yeah, with, with Facebook advertisement. Stuff,
1: yeah, yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, th- that's that's very true. And, and, and you know, that that's the thing with what you believe a lie, you know, becomes truth. In, in this case, for cops, uh, cops are racist. Cops yeah, are bigots. We are. Cops are target. Yep. Cops target only people of color. Cops only kill people of color, of course. And, the kiss, and the list goes on. Yeah, yeah, it's you all know, true. It's, it's a huge list that <laughs> that continues. And let's look at how you know Vietnam veterans were treated. Public, uh, they're treated now. The public has realized that veterans, uh, the Vietnam veterans, were only doing their jobs. Now they realize it. Now they realize it. The public shifted their focus to the politicians of the time. And the failed policies that were put in place, which, you know, I just said, I said that a little bit ago. You know, that, that's, that's the difference between the four Vietnam veterans back then and today.
0: But let me, let me ask you, and I'm sure you've had the conversation with, you said, what is it, your father-in-law? Yeah, father-in-law. It, just like you, when you went to war, it didn't matter what you thought. No. Right? You just went, you were following orders, you were doing what you needed to do for your brothers and sisters, right? Yep. With all of this knowledge, the, the, the ability to get knowledge. Yeah. Back then, your father-in-law had no idea no, what, what, whatever the politician was telling him. Yeah. He had no other source of knowledge on it.
1: Not really. I mean. So they sold everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, you know. And, and you know, so let's fast forward to today. All right. So I uh, found an article uh, written by um, ex-mayor of Minneapolis, Betsy Hodges. Betsy! And uh, and there, her quotes in this article, um, I remember clearly one officer, a middle-aged white man who is now a sergeant with the department, looking me dead in the eye and cursing me out in front of the entire room. I needed to take a walk in their shoes, he said, peppering his insults with profanity so that I could know what it's like. He complained of protesters calling us names, getting in our faces, throwing objects at officers. And you're letting them, he said. This, the not fully said bottom line of his message was clear. White liberals, like me, ask the police to do our dirty work, dealing with the racial and economic uh, inequalities our policies create. Normally, we turn a blind (coughs) eye to the harsh methods that many of them use to achieve our goal of order Pretend that isn't what we've done and then act surprised when their tough guy behavior goes viral and gets renewed. (sighs) Whatever else you want to say about police officers, they know, whether they articulate it neatly or not, that we are asking them to step into a breach left by our bad policies. The creation of of more just systems won't guarantee the prevention of atrocities but the status quo in cities created by white liberals, invites uh, brutal policing. I mean, <laughs> talk wow. talk about a a light bulb that went off in her head. Yeah, no shit. Right? I mean, when I read that, I was like, holy shit, she gets it.
0: She actually gets it.
1: Yeah. Well, she got it yeah, yeah. after the fact, but it the light bulb went off because you know what? She, as a mayor, I'll give her kudos, she actually went right to the police department it said, what What are the issues?
0: Well, that's exactly what we talk about,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Like, you have these politicians. Let's not get into the leadership fucking discussion, yeah. right? Elected officials. The elected officials. We have these politicians that just, for some reason, think that they're very smart because yeah. they got elected. And they, and they know more. And they know more. Yeah. You know better than me. I think I, I told you the situation I had with somebody at a state level here. Yeah. Right? And I remember talking to him and going, you know better than I do. Yeah. You're going to deny this because you know better than I do. How Explain to me how you know better. And he was like, well, I have my degree in this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's great. Congratulations. Your wall must look fucking awesome. But how do you know better than I do? Yeah. Y- you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, and it yeah. was like a real life, real world situation. Yeah. She actually dove into it. Yeah. Kudos to this woman.
1: I, again, great job. Yeah. She actually went to dig in and see what's going on.
0: Guys, everywhere around the country, tell people about this. It's it's very simple. What she did? Oh yeah. She went to the department. She said, "What are the problems?" Yep. Kudos, man! I wow. Mean,
1: and and it took you know the police telling her what she fucked up on. She listened and she listened and realized she had that moment of clarity.
0: That's an elected official. Yeah. That's that's the whole
1: concept. Yeah. Wow. You know, well, when you go listen to your to the people who elected you, I mean, <laughs> police, police, we vote. <laughs> <laughs> we vote, right? We vote.
0: Yeah, we know? we vote based on what we see, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. So, you know, she said it perfectly. Certain policies and laws created by politicians put the police in a situation of instead of building community relationships, they force police to be the hammer rather than just true peace officers.
0: This is a liberal woman.
1: No, this is what this is what I said. Oh okay, but, okay. you know, just interpreting what, 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 what she, said. she she said. It's Listen, I'm smart too. You just, <laughs> I just caught that. I'm
0: not saying, am No, what I was trying to say was, I, it, it was obvious that yeah, it came yeah, yeah. from you after, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. But it was like almost dumbfounded that it came from her. I thinking that it yeah. came from her, no, I was no, like, no,
1: no, no, holy shit! Listen, I there are times I black out and I see I'm really smart. smart things. I'm smart, and it, it happens. All I call right. it my Rain Man moments. Oh, well, I have those <laughs> moments too. <laughs> so, uh, so, I'm sorry. That, are you are you hurt? I'm I'm cut a little. <laughs> let me uh, I'll, let me fight the tears and regroup. Keep going. <laughs> so they force police to be the hammer rather than true peace officers. During the Justice Department investigation into Ferguson into the Ferguson Police Department, get this right. Here's a quote: City officials have been have consistently set maximizing revenue as the priority for Ferguson's law enforcement activity. City and police leadership pressure officers to write citations independent of any public safety need, and rely on citation productivity to fund the city budget. How fucking terrible Ridiculous. is that? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Here's my thing. I mean, so our friends at uh, Supply the Y, uh, one of the episodes that he had. By the way, uh, subscribe to Supply the Y also, yes. fellas, uh, folks. And um, the host, uh, Dean, uh, is a great dude, Dean Jenkins, uh, he's a sergeant uh, I've known him for a long department. time uh, solid 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 individual and really has great uh topics to talk about any everything ranging from policing to social issues whatever yeah uh one thing he had a guest on i forget the guest name but he said something freaking i thought it was phenomenal he said it may be lawful but it's awful yeah wow you know you know wow. like right us cops know that yeah like, we know there's certain laws. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking enforce. Well, that's you have discretion, right? <laughs> but talk about a city that took away the discretion of the officers, and was forcing which is illegal.
0: Them. Was forcing them.
1: Was forcing them.
0: Like quotas, almost.
1: Exactly. Which is illegal, last time I checked. Yeah. Yeah. So, in an email uh, from March 2010, the finance director wrote to Chief Jackson, who was the chief at the time, Uh, that unless ticket writing ramps up significantly before the end of the year, it will be hard to significantly raise collections next year. What are your thoughts? Given that we are looking at a substantial sales tax shortfall, it's not an insignificant issue. Chief Jackson responded that the city would see an increase in fines once more officers were hired and that he could target the $1.5 million forecast. Like, really? Let me play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm.
0: From a business perspective, yes. I see what the, what was, the finance director? Yeah. He's a finance director. Yep. So he's looking at things black and white, right? As ridiculous as it is what he said, yep. I kind of get what he's saying. He's a finance director, and he's looking at his bottom line, black and white, yep, right? But again, he needs to put himself into the proper lane.
1: Well, ex- here's the thing. Policing... Right is never, ever, ever a revenue generating. It should never, ever be uh, entity of the government. But clearly, here it is. If you want your parking clerks to write more fines, that's right. their fucking job. Right. You know what I mean. Right. If you want them to do that shit, they can do that shit all day. Right. Police. That's not what we're there for.
0: But here, here's the thing. Right. You get into certain areas where, okay, quotas are illegal. Yeah. But do you not get the leadership that comes out and says, "Hey, uh, how's oh, stats. your productivity? Yeah, you got your stats. stats. We yeah. got." I'm not saying that you need to write tickets, yeah, but you need to write tickets. Wink, yeah. wink. Yeah, and it's like, what? Man. So, okay, what happens when I'm in an area that fucking people drive great,
1: yeah,
0: or people park great, yeah, or what am I gonna make shit up? Yeah, like people don't see how that can fuel something oh, yeah. something bad. Oh yeah,
1: my my previous agency became just that. Really? Revenue generating, my previous agency, revenue generating. That's because ridiculous. for whatever reason, again, horrible, horrible policy, horrible, horrible thing to do to a law enforcement agency to force their hand against the public.
0: It's exactly what it is. is forcing their hand.
1: Yeah. And shame on the police leadership for allowing that.
0: Well, police leadership is different than elected leadership, right? Yeah. Like, it's legitimate leadership. Yeah. Like, you're the boss. Yeah. You can tell me what to do. Yeah. So, and and I get in some parts of the country that they're elected, like the sheriffs are elected and stuff like that, which I think should be a prerequisite for all of policing. Yeah. I don't like the whole appointment system. Yeah. Yeah. No. For leadership. Yeah. Because we know how that corruption, being from the area that we're in. Oh, yeah. We know how that corruption can make, hey, Billy Bob, my buddy, I'm going to make him the fucking chief. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: and and it it, it it's it's truly. I mean, I, I would love to have elected. <laughs> you know, yeah. it'd be, it'd be it, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you'll set the stage. Things will change. Things will change. So back to the article. So when a major incident occurs because of poor policies, politicians quickly point the finger at who the police, yeah, the military, whoever they decide is the scapegoat. I mean, let's let, again, let's be real for a minute. On a national level, statistics show that one hundred and twenty negative police videos are posted in a year. One hundred and twenty.
0: Are you at the bottom part of this?
1: Um, where are you? Significantly, Chief Jackson stated. Oh yeah, no. So go down um, further down. Okay. I, yeah, next next paragraph. Okay. Basically, um, so on a national level, uh, statistics show one hundred and twenty negative police videos are posted in a year. In one year, though, it is estimated that there are approximately which I which I'm like, oh my god, which again that it is possible because just thinking of just the contacts I made, sure, nine hundred million police contacts per year. True percentage of negativity is point zero 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 one three percent.
0: Let that soak in, like yeah. you say in the article. Yeah, you have close to a billion contacts a year in a population of three hundred sixty million people. Yeah, close to a billion contacts. And the vast, vast majority are positive.
1: In, in this year alone, right? We'll just say twenty twenty one. Me, uh, my unit, the amount of contacts we make, we make an average of twenty to twenty five contacts um, per week, okay. an average. That's a good amount. So during those three months, you know how many use of force did we have?
0: How many? Zero. Zero. You know, how,
1: you know how many went in handcuffs willingly? Almost all of them. Almost all of them. And even the ones that were uh, resistant, we didn't use force. It's just, you know, we used a couple, you know, we, <laughs> right. we got them into the handcuffs and that's it. Yeah. To me, that wasn't a use of force because use of force is very specific on, on what what would happen.
0: That brings up another thing, right? Remember when that whole changed when the second that you put your hands on somebody... Yeah. It was a use of force. Yeah. What did that do to the statistic?
1: Oh, my God.
0: That's probably skewed that .000013. It's probably less now. Yeah. Because it's probably including, like, oh, I had to grab him by the arms or something like that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I remember when that came out. and It became ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, it, here's the thing, like, to our, to our non-police listeners. A use of force report involves tons of pages of different things you got to right. check off, boxes, uh, multi, uh, additional reports you need to do. So, it takes... That officer, who put his hand on somebody to arrest him, turned it in. That became a use of force because of the new policy yep. that took him off the streets for the next three hours. Yeah, and
0: what did that do for the data too? For the area, oh yeah, it, it skewed the whole thing. Yeah, it skewed everything. Do you remember the racial profiling forms? Did you ever have to do those? Yes,
1: they stopped that real quick.
0: You know, <laughs> they stopped it. Yeah, and then our department continued it for years. Really. And it was the most asinine thing I could imagine. Like, yeah. I'd get assigned to a certain part of the city that had, like, a large Asian population. Mm-hmm. Right? And if I went and did Asian, yeah. I did traffic stops and they were all Asian. Oh, you're racist. I'm a racist. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, what do you expect? Yeah. yeah. So, do you want me looking for the not Asian people? Because we're in Chinatown. Yeah. Y- you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. yeah. Again, it comes back to that, I know better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the thing, you know, so, so, uh, these days, uh, a cop has to deal with a multitude of problems in our society. Most of it has to do with a failed mental health industry, yeah. especially after co- the COVID pandemic. I have personally seen a breakdown in the mental health system as you have, we were talking about it just the other day, yes, sir. you know, and, and we are dealing with far more emotionally disturbed persons, EDPs than before. Yeah, uh, and, and especially uh, like in the city I work in, and same thing with you. you, you I mean, we, we, we were just talking about that. Right. You know, how just the increase in EDPs have have skyrocketed.
0: It, there's a problem there. Oh, there right? is. And the media is not... It, it, all the media has to do is go do a Freedom of Information
1: Act and go oh, yeah. see how
0: many reports are being done on this
1: shit. On EDPs? Oh, on my EDPs.
0: God. On EDPs. And I, like on a personal level, I've talked to people at some of these hospitals and all that, and they're telling me the same thing. They're yeah. like a lot of times we're releasing people that should not be released oh, yeah. because of the COVID factor, because of the budgeting factor.
1: And guess who has to deal with them right after? Yeah. Us. Yeah. You know what the, I mean? The minute we take them to the hospital, they're already out five minutes later right. doing the same exact thing.
0: And then you're rolling around on the ground with them. Yeah. It's fucking insane, man. And, and
1: we know EDPs, like we take a softer approach with EDPs because yeah. we know they can't help what whatever they have going on. But right. at the same time... We have to maintain order,
0: and you have to protect yourself you too. Have to
1: protect yourself, because certain EDPs are extremely violent, and that's something and dangerous. And dangerous. They can't help it because they're not being properly uh, uh, seen by doctors. They're not getting properly medicated, or whatever else the I, issues that are going on. And and that's the thing. Like you know, I, I said I've told you. You know, I, I write it. I wrote right in the article. I said, in one day in my city, personally, I had to write three sections really in one day
0: you personally just just you so there was other officers oh there are other had...
1: well, well my unit you know because okay, okay, we, okay. we were we were just out doing our thing but i had to personally do 3
0: and you've never done that many section 12s in a month? oh
1: way. not not in not in one day no usually maybe maybe i might do 3 in a month maybe
0: it's a multitude of reasons man yeah. it's the pandemic it's the issues people are starting to snap yep and then it's the lack of care Yeah. Medical care?
1: Yeah. I mean, here's the police have to wear multiple hats now. We we know that. We always said that for years. They have to be social worker. They have to now be a social worker and police officer in less than a second and be able to decide that in a split second, whether they're actually dealing with an EDP or a legit evil asshole.
0: Or somebody that's just having a bad day.
1: Or somebody having a bad day. We need to have that hat and no make that split-second decision right. on how we're going to re- react or respond or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the anger and hate towards law enforcement is a sign of a society that's falling apart. You're absolutely right. That that's. I mean, it, it went back to Vietnam during the Vietnam War era. My God, society was on breakdown. On fire. On fire. And- you know, this causes officers now when they go get coffee. The officers hyper vigilant, even more now. I'll, We're already vigilant as is. I'll make an admission. Even more,
0: I'm I'm more hyper vigilant now. The last two years, I would say three, maybe
1: mm-hmm. off duty. Yeah, actually, that's the thing. Um, and, off duty, and and you know me. Oh yeah,
0: I don't dress like a cop. I don't. My car doesn't have stickers. Like I am. You would. You think I'm an accountant,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? I get approached so many times by people, and it's fucking weird, man. Yeah. And I've never had this in my entire career. Yeah. And I'm super, super visual. I carry a extra, couple extra mags, too.
1: <laughs> well, these days, you don't know who's targeting right. you. you know. And, and the officer, I mean, even going to get food. Now, the only places I go to get food is where they make my food right in front of me. I, I don't go anywhere else. Or I bring stuff from home and that's it. Yeah. You know, I, I can't trust it anymore. See, I don't
0: have that luxury
1: in fucking, on midnights. Well, <laughs> you're you're a friggin' what What did you call yourself? A night walker?
0: <laughs> Remember when I said yeah. that and I was like, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't be <laughs> using. <laughs> it's because I call you people day walking, Yeah, day so wa- it just made you sense. You people. I'm not a hooker. Unbelievable. I am not a you hooker. You
1: people. It's, everyone heard that. He said you people. <laughs> just so you know. I just want to put that out.
0: I meant you specifically, <laughs> asshole.
1: Well, you know, we're talking about this article, so hey, it fits. Are you generalizing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> are you going to cry now? I am. Okay, good. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: time to party, baby. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> so, both law enforcement officers today are getting treated like Vietnam veterans in the 60s. The police have become the enemy of the people. Politicians use officers as scapegoats for their failed laws and policies. Now, I could not find this. I I'm, I was trying to find it during uh, Eric Garner, you know, the, the chokehold and all that. And NYPD went to the section of town that, that you know, um, fencers were selling uh, cigarettes off, you yeah. know, on Road, whatever, whatever. Yeah. The mayor of of New York sent that specific unit, the anti-crime unit, down to take care of this problem. Now, certain units and certain police departments are like, you know, gang units, whatever, SWAT units. They're hammers. If you need something done, if you have a really bad area. They're the go-to's. They're the go-to's. Yeah. But why would you send a hammer? To to something like that. Something like that. Failed policies. <laughs> but what did the mayor do? What? Point his fingers at the police.
0: Oh, he started blaming the police oh, yeah. instead of blaming himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because he's definitely not gonna take the heat. Why oh. would he take the heat?
1: Well, oh, that's the thing. He he didn't want to take the heat because he sent them there. But here's the thing like it, it like I don't know if like it got erased from anywhere. I can't find that article. I found it once. It probably got wiped. It probably did get wiped.
0: Yeah. You know? It's very
1: easy to do. Yeah. So I, I actually, like, I, I tried looking for it before this episode, and, and while I was writing this article, could not find it. That's a problem, dude. Yeah. That's a big... How, how long ago was Gardner? <sighs> uh, I'd say 2012, It's not crazy long ago, but it's nah. still
0: 10, 10 years. Yeah. But the technology hasn't changed that much.
1: No. Nah.
0: Th- that... That's a little bit concerning when you think about it, right? Because yeah. you remember the article. And oh yeah, I remember. It's not anywhere near. It's not because, out there.
1: Because that's the thing. To me, again, me and you. Like, are you having you, issues with the seat? The thing it keeps going down. Your kids, your, your kids ruined it. All right, your kids ruined it.
0: It's not a weight issue,
1: right? <laughs> no. Well, maybe. See what I did? <laughs> Here we go. Let's talk about my way. So,
0: wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So the article gets wiped out. You can't find it anywhere.
1: Here's the thing. I was gonna say. You know, you and me, we read. So I read a lot. You read a lot of articles. We yeah. always research. We're always doing shit. I'm
0: trying to educate myself.
1: Educate and also laugh. You know, we I read, we read funny stuff right. here and there. But uh, but when I notice something like that, I will remember it. Yeah. Right. Because I want to come back to it later. Yeah. And sure enough, this is the point. Oh, I want to come back to it. Let me look for it. Could not find it. What does that tell you, dude? No, oh, I know. Because I still remember it.
0: That, that that tells me you keep calling me tinfoil, but the people that are in charge are fucking bending us to their wills.
1: Oh well they're bending the narrative. Tinfoil time. Let's let's there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it and, and you see it though. You you see it now more than you saw it before. Like it's amazing with technology, right? Yep. Two thousand, Even in 2000, um, information wasn't going out like that, right? There was no Facebook at the time. There, there wasn't any of that. No. You know, you still got your news the old-fashioned way, essentially. Uh, new, newspaper. Old, newspaper, exactly. And and I, I remember reading multiple newspapers all the time. And, you know, fast forward, technology changed and all that stuff. Now social media and algorithms we were talking about, all that stuff, yeah. all of a sudden now... You're getting bombarded with information immediately. Whether it's whether it's fake, it's a lie. Yeah. Uh, one side uh, point of view, one side of point of view, that confirmation bias, the algorithms on Facebook uh, that point you to a certain direction even though you're not there.
0: So what's that doing? It's flooding you with information. Yeah. You're making a decision based dis- on what you're dis- flooding. Information. Right. You're making but you're making a decision whether it's disinformation or not, yeah. you're making a decision on what you're being flooded with. Yeah. Because now these days it's a little bit, it's a lot harder actually to get rid of anything that goes on the internet. Yeah. Like there's crawlers out there. There's oh, yeah. like the second that you post something, it's there. The internet is forever. Yeah. Type of thing. Um. So I'm a little bit less concerned about that these days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If the information, I'm more concerned about the whole disinformation thing.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm what? the same way. That's why it's, it's like, it it's tough to get, Real, accurate information. It is. And, and when the politicians, I, I don't know why I keep going back to Bernie Sanders and the shit that he says. Because it's, it's powerful. Because it, it is. When he says, if you disrespect a cop, he, they you will be shot in the back of the head. That goes viral.
0: The, the fact that people didn't get up in arms about that comment. No, they didn't. Tells me that there's a fucking problem.
1: The National uh, Fraternal Order of Police, the largest police uh, fraternity in the country, FOP, wrote a letter to him because of that statement and no response from him.
0: Of course, no response. Yeah. No
1: response. That's
0: a problem, you guys. I've been, you know, I'm a firm advocate of it. Speak. Speak your minds, speak your truths. Like I say to my kids, right or wrong, as long as you believe in it, get up and speak it. Yeah. Because you know what? The Bernie Sanders and the Antifas and all of them are doing that.
1: What are you talking about? Antifa doesn't exist. Last yeah, night that's or... a conspiracy too, <laughs> yeah, right? <that's>, yeah. <laughs> and
0: isn't that funny how it no, used to be? And yeah. it's like, now it's not. Yeah. But, and then they're trying to turn it around, right? Look at what the media has done with Antifa. They've tried to turn it around to put it on the right side. Yeah. And it's like, no fuckers. No, it's not. Yeah. It's, it never was. No. Did you see the video, by the way? Oh my God. It was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. The Antifa kid. At a bank, I think it was in New York City. He was spray painting the bank like okay. "fuck pigs," "die," yep. whatever this and that, "8 cab" or whatever they write. And he decided to crawl up the building. Oh boy! You didn't see this? No. Oh my god!
1: I got so I he, gotta find he it.
0: Google this. I mean, if you just Google like kid falling off building oh, Antifa, sorry. there'll yeah. be a million of them. <laughs> and he falls. He goes up like thirty feet and he falls. And the fucking Eesh. the crunch. It, yeah. I I did that at first too. I was like, Ew! yeah. But I replayed it and I was like. Glorious. But the first thing he fucking says is, call the police, call the police. And it's like, you fucker. Yeah. Really? Call the police? So, like, that went viral. Yeah. And it was funny as hell. Yeah. And people don't realize that when you see these things, you need to make a mental note and make your own decisions on things that don't make you start crawling up the side of a fucking building.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? No, I know. Right? I know. It's 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 again, folks. Like, know what's out there. Like, really know. I'm not. I'm not saying know as in click on a couple Facebook articles or whatever and and be like, that's it. No, research. Really research.
0: I'm a science geek. Yeah. You know this. I'm like a big physics geek and all that, right? I'll read an article because, again, Facebook will target me for things. I'll read an article and then I'll go into DuckDuck or Google and all that stuff. And then I'll start reading as much as I can about it. And immediately you find things that will counteract what you're talking about.
1: Um, Elon Musk. Yeah. When he was asked um, how did he become a rocket expert or or something like that, he was asked. He said, oh, I'm not an expert. I just read books. I
0: read books. I know. I remember that. (laughs) Right.
1: So so it's that easy. You can apply yourself. You can apply yourself if you truly want to learn what law enforcement's all about. Yeah, read, read, oh, ask, ask.
0: Come yeah. talk to us. Come talk ask. to call, email us. Do whatever. Yeah. Well, I have no problem talking to people as long as it's an operational security thing. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. We're not going to yeah. give things up. I have no problem talking to people and telling them how things work.
1: Well, I mean, I th- I told you the other day of this uh, young high schooler that actually approached me. Yeah. Um, uh, because of the show, he, yeah, he ad- listens to our show, and yep. he's thinking of becoming a cop in the future. And you tell him to become a military. fireman. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I uh, again, like, I didn't show him it was all rain uh, unicorns and rainbows. Yep. And he he said that's what he loves about the show. He says we talk about real the real shit, right? Behind the scenes, we're not and fluff. We're, it's not this. This job takes a certain person. Certain type of person. And I'm
0: sure you went into things like, you know, the, the 95% boredom oh, and yeah, 5% yeah, panic. Oh, yeah. Oh, and all yeah. No,
1: I, I I, went over all that from, from physical fitness to nutrition to, to every aspect. Yeah. The backstabbing, the freaking 80 20 split.
0: Let me ask you something. Did you get anything out of that? No. No. <laughs> you have a kid that comes to you. Yeah. He's looking to get into law enforcement. Again, I'd probably tell him to become a firefighter. (laughs) Well, it's
1: kind of like me joining the Army. I should have gone Air Force.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your life would have been so
1: much better. Oh, my God. Less stress. I can go have a latte (laughs) with the Air Force. (laughs) MRE with
0: a latte. Yeah. Uh, But, but like, think about, that gives me a little hope, Iman. Yeah. That gives me a little hope because that tells me that that kid, he's 18 years old, he's aware.
1: He's aware of what's going on. He seemed very smart, very in tune, researches, studies, like... And in
0: today's environment, you probably in your department, from federal down, we're having issues hiring. Oh, my God. And finding the right people. It's
1: it's a nightmare. I was just talking about SWAT selection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit.
0: Some of the things you just told me, let's not get into the details, but I was like, like, oh, my God.
1: It's telling, though. It is a tell. Where you have a selection process where you're supposed to be the tip of the spear and you're like, no, that's tip of the spork. Tip of the spork, ah! baby. <laughs> we are going to make that into a patch. We definitely are. But, but that's what we're getting. Yeah. You know, the the seasoned veterans of, it, it, you know what's funny? It reminds me of of, of the Army, right? Uh, when, when I was forced out, uh, medically discharged, right? At the time, it was the drawdown, and we're going to lower our numbers, so the Army and military started chaptering out yep. injured soldiers. Yeah. Not, criti- not like, you know, really badly injured, but, you know, if you have a back pain, yeah, you're out. We don't need you anymore. So what you're doing is taking seasoned veterans out of the picture. Yep. And in putting new people that really have no idea what they're doing, and they look to the veterans to learn the job. Right. Same thing's happening in policing. Their politicians are driving out. Actually, I I read uh, today, Portland PD, uh, highest um, uh, quitting rate ever. Over 100 cops have quit, walked (laughs) out of that job during their exit interviews, they let the city have it. As they should. As they should.
0: Now, this is without th- and this whole qualified immunity thing. We yeah. talked about it on, um, what's merits podcast? Um, uh, uh,
1: Brownie Blue.
0: Brownie Blue. We just did an interview with him,
1: right? Yeah, great guy. And
0: amazing guy. And you guys, it's a great show. You should check it out. Brownie Blue. We talked about qualified immunity. Yeah. Right now, that's a concept. Yeah. Getting rid of qualified immunity. It hasn't really taken shape except in New York City. Oh, yeah. You see what happened in New York City. That's starting to come out. And we have friends that are in New York City and are telling us a lot of these cops are going, fuck this. Yeah. Walking out. And I don't, in a way, I don't blame them. Oh, no, I don't either. You know, because we've said it, like, we'll do our job and hold the line, right? Defund me. I'll do my job. But at the same time, how am I expected to do my job if I'm in fucking jail or my house gets taken away for bogus
1: shit. Well, again, like just the listeners know, I know we explained it on um, on Marriage Show, but qualified immunity does not mean you're immune to illegal activity. It does not mean that at Yeah, all. let's make it clear. Does, yeah, make, let's make that clear. It does not mean that at all. From, from the beginning of policing, if you've
0: done something illegal, you're if going your to jail. actions are illicit, you're going to
1: jail. Yeah, you're going to jail, and, it, and it's even worse as a cop. It, it, you yeah, you're 10 times better. Se- you, you, you get maximum sentences. We're held to a different standard. Exactly. As we should. Rightfully so. Yeah, as we should.
0: The The reason, again, for our listeners, the reason qualified immunity came about was because you had all these opportunists mm-hmm. that were getting placed in handcuffs, mm-hmm. and they are like, Oh, my, my wrist got scratched, let me sue, mm-hmm. right? And so the Supreme Court, in its glory, said, and it, it was brilliant of them, they said, it's going to destroy our court system. Yeah. If they if people have a legitimate uh a, a legitimate complaint, then yeah, we're gonna listen to it. Yeah. But, but we not- we need to blanket this what I said in the show was the word immunity. Yeah. That reduction of friction, yeah, right? Yeah. That word immunity has reduced the friction in people's minds. They don't have to think about it.
1: They hear yeah. immunity and they're like cops can do whatever they well, want. You know what I think they're thinking of? Diplomatic immunity.
0: You know, Yeah, you're you right. You know
1: what? That's what I think they're thinking of.
0: You're totally right. As simple as that sounds, you're totally right. Yeah,
1: that's what I think people really think. They're think
0: associating they're... the two. Yeah. Where it's like, I've never in my entire career gone into it and been like, I have immunity.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and you like, know, like I said- Qualified immunity is protecting the cop from, let's say, again, like example, you know, with me doing CPR on somebody, I crack a couple Breaking ribs. Breaking a rib, which you're going which to. Which you're going to. If you're really doing compressions, you are going to either crack or break a rib. That's the reality of it.
0: Now, here, here's the thing, right? If you're doing CPR on somebody and you crack a rib... And then you start punching the guy in the fucking face for no reason. Yeah, well, yeah. You're not going to get up and be like, I have qualified immunity.
1: You're going to jail. You're going to jail. Probably for murder because you cracked a rib and then you kept punching the guy in the face. If you've done
0: something wrong.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't even, I, even back, in, back in, you know, uh, 10, 15 years ago when I was first getting on the job with qualified immunity and everything, cops were, you know, bad cops were still getting indicted. Of course. Or doing horrendous things. Like, I, I remember this friggin' drug trafficking organization that had cops that was running drugs from Miami to Boston <laughs> to Boston. I remember that. You know, and it's like this is when I, I sort of was first on the job and all that stuff, and it was like, Wow. Wow, but hey, fuck you. Yeah, you're and, going to jail. And
0: it was rightfully so.
1: Yeah. That's not qualified immunity. That's not qualified immunity. They can't deal drugs and be like, I'm immune.
0: For people that don't realize it, and tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. What getting rid of qualified immunity will do is when I'm in pull somebody over. Mm-hmm. Again, i having trouble with the seat. Mm-hmm. When I'm in pull someone over, right, and they get a ticket because right or wrong yeah right you can fight the ticket whatever but they get a ticket they're going to call the police department they're going to complain or they can walk right into court and start charges on you
1: yeah civil suit and There's so the su- the
0: supreme court said the caseload they were already seeing it the caseload is strangling the court
1: oh it's got it it, it already is
0: it already is with bogus shit i'm yeah. not saying that it doesn't happen like we said it yeah. happens yeah when qualified immunity goes away the caseload is going to skyrocket and it's going to create such a strain on the court
1: systems. And guess what? That that court date that you're supposed to exactly. have for a real legitimate, legitimate reason is now two, three years away.
0: The murder trial, the guy's going to be sitting being a, a, an expense to the state.
1: Yeah. Housed,
0: fed. Housed, fed. Probably put on parole. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or let out until his trial date. Yeah. How many of those have you seen recently? Oh. Well, I, uh, Recognizance. Tons. Like, you get, you get a $20,000 initial bail, and then you get, like, a $400 fucking court fee.
1: Oh, I, reduced uh, uh, current thing that happened in my city, uh, a guy got locked up for child pornography, and he's already out on personal recog.
0: Because the court doesn't want to do what? They don't want to deal with it right now?
1: I think co- with COVID restrictions yeah. and whatever other shit that's going on, yeah, they don't want to deal with it. Now
0: imagine, I would say, another 100 frivolous cases would come this month from the release of qualified immunity. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. So that's going to keep this predator on the street for another 3 months.
1: Yeah. Even longer. It uh, depends on when he gets to the next court date.
0: Be careful what you ask for, people.
1: Yeah. And and that's that's the big thing. You know, silent majority is great, but it's not great because turning a blind eye to the real issues that are is going on is not going to help it. It's not. You, you are you are allowing the that those forces that are driving this train. Continue to drive it. And I truly believe the pendulum is going to swing our way at some point. At some point it will. Society is going to realize how stupid they were. Yeah. And how how much damage they've caused. They're going to have to undo a lot. Again, we just went back 40 years as a law enforcement. Oh, we did. Maybe longer, 50 years. We totally did. All these new policies and laws that are coming out against police... Are 50 years going to be 50 years into the future to unravel?
0: I was saying it to a friend of ours the other day. People don't really realize what they're asking for. No. They don't realize what's going to happen. Yep. And it, I've been known to be a little doom and gloom, right? But I don't think I am in this circumstance because we've seen it on the street. Criminals are getting very ballsy. Oh, yeah, they are. They're getting very ballsy. So... When is gonna? When's the tipping point? When is the pendulum gonna decide to swing back? When uh, property values start fucking decreasing?
1: When? When a politician's kid gets hurt?
0: I, <laughs> see, I don't even think then it you will. Know,
1: dude. I mean, you know how it works. I mean, it, it, someone slips. On, a senator slips on the sidewalk. Now it becomes law that you have to clean the sidewalk <laughs> in front of your house. You know, it's it's like right. That's when shit happens.
0: I don't. I don't know. I'm in. It could be the doom and gloom in me. I just think that we're in for a fucking rough ride, dude.
1: Oh, for a while, we're going to be in for we're a gonna rough be. ride. Uh, but
0: like we said in merit show, guys like you and I and the majority of the cops that we know, we are going to hold the fucking line.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there are some. I mean, like, yeah, I'm fortunate guys in my unit are awesome. They are go-getters. They work. Right. No questions asked. No whatever. They love the fact that I tell them, arrest people, please. Like, <laughs> somebody mouths off to you and they deserve handcuffs, put them in handcuffs. It's just sad, you know? man, because... And because we are that line.
0: We are that line. We're, the, we're the, as cheesy as it sounds, we're the line between order and chaos. Yeah. And when you remove the line, it's kind of like a kid, right? I'm in like, yeah. don't touch the pot, don't touch the pot, don't touch the pot, it's hot. Mm-hmm.
1: And they they still going to fucking well, touch it. How many times have we seen it in Hollywood, right? Let's get into a little fantasy world type shit mm-hmm. where there is a wall that's blocking... Good people, like uh, actually, uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, right. What uh, right over that wall, over the mountains, whatever. That's where all the evil is, and they can't let them cross over that wall. Therefore, the soldiers are fighting. Right, right at that wall. Right. Same We're at that thing. wall. We're at that wall. People that's don't the same realize it, shit. Man.
0: You're not gonna like it if that wall comes down.
1: Oh, good luck.
0: You're not gonna fucking like it. The, the one good thing that I can say is that we will be there to fight, but there's only so much that we can do.
1: Well, again, like I said, though, uh, just just like with the army, the seasoned veterans are getting burnt out at such a high rate. Same things happening in law enforcement. Yeah, they're getting burnt out. There, there are so many awesome guys that I that I know that have retired because they just can't do it anymore. And we're not. And, and they're aggressive. They they're not that eighty percent I talk about. No, they're right. they're part of that twenty percent. They're still out there kicking in the doors and doing what they're doing. Right. Protectors, protectors, warriors. Exactly. Uh, but they stopped. Of course they They're are. They're like, you know what? I'm going to go enjoy my retirement from now. I'm, I'm at, I'm out of here.
0: Well, that's. I, I will be the protector up until it starts breaking me. I mean, yeah. I'm already broken from everything I've done in my <laughs> career, right? Yeah. yeah. But at what point again? I have to protect my family. Yes. Iman has to protect his family. Yep. At what point are we going to say fuck it, let it burn? Yeah right at what point you keep telling the kid don't touch it it's hot don't touch it it's hot they don't listen let them touch it
1: yeah well I, again i think society being that little kid that's touching it is realizing it's burning
0: do you think they're realizing it i don't think they realize it
1: little little, Tiny little by bit. little
0: it's tickling them a little it's, bit
1: it's it's i can i'm starting to see it on the streets uh during the day again i'm not a night walker night walker. <laughs> during the day I'm getting kind of proud of the fucking the, thing during the day I'm starting to see a little more support coming yeah you know like dribbles little dribbles here and there people realizing certain stuff we're doing where I'm I'm starting to see it
0: you might see it because you're on days
1: yeah I'm starting to see it and I don't well that's what happens when you Become a vampire and stay at the mids. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> what
0: an awesome well, guys, listen, this was an awesome episode. I mean, I love this article. I totally love this article. We hit a lot, you hit a lot of points on it. We hit a lot of points on the street.
1: And um, I am smart at times.
0: It's not easy. <laughs> easy. Guys, listen, please, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It really helps. Smash the like button as we hear all the time, right? Oh, yeah. HavocJournal.com, GymJunkies.com, VectorShields.com, WellnessForWarriors.live, LiveBoston617.org, EagleEyeFirearmsMA.com. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for getting the word out there. We'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, rock on, everyone.